Welcome everyone to this bonus episode edition of Conversation with Shelby Green. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking pro wrestling. Excuse me real quick. Swig of Diet Pepsi out of my tumbler for a working man. Mm. So if you don't know, the girlfriend got me a badass custom-made tumbler with Conversation with Shelby Green on it and a red tumbler because she knows red is my favorite color. And she got it from for Christmas. She bought me a bunch of shit. She bought me this new microphone that I recorded on today. She also bought me a Conversations with Shelbo light-up thing where I can put plug in when I'm recording. But today, so... I, this recording right here is going to be dropping to you live here on New Year's Day, and I'm going to give you my pro wrestling uh, wrestlers. Uh, sorry, my wrestling awards, the first annual ever Shelby Green Wrestling Awards, and I have about over 40 to 50 awards that I come down to. So obviously, we're just going to go and shoot the shit with this thing and give you guys and shooting this shit. That's no podcast. Me, and my man Trip, did we start this thing? And I cannot thank that man well enough. I hope he had a great Christmas too. By the way, also. Um, we're going to do a little uh, just talking about wrestling. Basically, this whole show is going to be about wrestling, but obviously I got my Wednesday schedule show, which as I'm recording this today on Tuesday, December 27th, tonight I'm going to go see the Avatar movie. So I'm going to come home after watching Avatar and record that for the Wednesday show. And then Friday, obviously, I'm going to drop my top 10 movies of the year. And I'm going to give you three honorable mentions that did not make the top 10. My three biggest disappointments and the worst film of the year, too, all wrapped in one. And then we're going to kick off the new year with this show, and then I'll give you my regular weekly show as well. So, had a little issues with my Apple Mac. Obviously, anybody knows what happened. Had some issues, but I got it fixed. Got the microphone working. Feeling good. Feeling great. So, obviously, y'all, let's kick it off. So, the first, so there's many categories for me. Obviously, growing up, if you were a pro wrestling fan, you got the PWI Amla Mat. Uh, I'm on the Mac, or you got the uh, the re- the awards, where it was basically um, the after mags they called it. But obviously, you know, Uncle Dave Meltzer always had a uh, had his uh, own little thing of his wrestlers over awards. And I always thought, you know, I like my own. You know, I'm a big fan of this. I love professional wrestling. So why not do my own awards? Why not do my own awards? And I got about 40, 50 categories. I know there's a lot, but I want to do this. And also, I would let you know, guys know that next year I'm going to start voting on the Wrestlers Service Hall of Fame thing because there's a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame that should be in, that aren't in, that do get in, and it is what it is. So, starting off with my Wrestler of the Year award, and guys, this is obviously a no-brainer. To me, it's Roman Reigns. And I've always stated the fact that people say, well, Wrestler of the Year, what is this, what is that? And I mean, excuse me real quick. I look at a pro wrestler of all around. Can he work? Can he talk? Can he? Is he? Does he move the needle? Quote unquote. Does he sell merch? Is he a main event guy? And Roman Reigns is that guy. He's wrestler of the year, match of the year, and up to this point, I had three, well, two ones that kept going back for Cody versus Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. They had the best, early this past summer, and I also had. Gunther versus Sheamus at Clash of the Castle. Now, I always tease more to Gunther versus Sheamus at Clash of the Castle because I thought it was just great. And then Ring of Honor um, dropped their final battle pay-per-view, and I watched the Briscoes and FTR in a double dog collar match that tore the fucking house on. And also an honorable mention I want to mention is MJF versus CM Punk at Revolution for the, uh, 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 excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, at the, uh, 
AEW Revolution, their dog, their dog collar match. But I went with the match of the year. I went with the Briscoes versus FTR, the double dog collar match. I went with that. If that's the match you show people saying, this is why you love pro wrestling. That's a tag team match that you can put on an NWA show. When I'm talking not the NWA, now I'm talking about the 80s NWA, the WWF's Attitude Era. You can put that on it and it would be it would just be just as good. Great. Most improved. And I sat back and thought, who do I think is most improved, who's gotten better all from, from start from last year to now? And I kept thinking, who has got the best, who's improved, who's getting better and better and better? And I will say this. <laughs> this is going to piss a lot of people off. But I really believe Jay Cargill is deserving this award. She's gotten better with her work in the ring. She's solid on the microphone. She's believable at everything she does. Jay Cargill gets a lot of shit because she works for AEW. If she's on WWE programming, people would just pass over it. But whatever. Best interview. And I a lot of people think this is going to be MJF. And it's not. It's Paul Heyman. How can you sit there and say there's a better guy on the microphone than Paul Heyman? You just can't. Event of the year. Now, we've had some... There's not been really bad... There hasn't really been... And all these awards are out of order like, you know, like the worst. There's the worst matches. But I'm just going to go with what I wrote down. And I would state this. Next year, obviously, I'll be more organized. But here we go. Event of the year. And I thought really hard about this. What would be the event for me? Now, obviously, I if everybody knows me, you heard me talk about Crown Jewel and how I thought that was the best wrestling event of the year. I've seen some good ones. I mean, AEW's had some good shows this year. The Revolution pay-per-view I thought was really good. Um, I thought SummerSlam this year for WWE was really good. Survivor Series was pretty good. But to me, I'm sticking with my gun. I really believe that WWE Crown Jewel was the best event of the year because I felt like from top to bottom, the card was, was so solid. You can't really say there was a bad match on the whole card. It had a good pace and everything else. So I really think that is. Best return, and boy, we've had a lot of returners this year. And I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes. Him returning to WWE at WrestleMania will always. Now, Bray Wyatt, because of the buzz around it created, was really close, and I kept going back for it. But I said, you got to go with Cody. Best segment. And I go back to what was the best segment of the year, in-ring segment that made me, like, damn, I'm hooked. And I always go back to the Dynamite or MJF and William Regal had their in-ring promo with each other and had a solid, where MJF told the story about how the email with Regal and how he he wanted to kill himself or what Regal told him and all this other shit. And I thought to myself, that is what draws money. The way that MJF had the crowd booing Regal and the moment Regal start completed a couple sentences, the crowd turned on MJF and went back to Regal. That is good pro wrestling. That's good booking. And that's how you book a segment. It speaks to the volumes of the two performers that are in the ring too. Tag team of the year. And there are three tag teams. And man, I just kept thinking the Briscoes and FTR, they've had this great feud. They've went back for matches. But how can I sit there and say they're the best, they're the two best tag teams in the world when the Usos are the number one part of the number one attraction in WWE right now. So I went with the Usos. You know, FTR, Briscoes, I love them to death. And they're they're I like them more as tag team than the Usos, but I gotta give the Usos their due. Worst event of the year. And here we go in the worst categories, guys. Worst event of the year. And AEW winner is coming was pretty bad. Outside the main event, there was not a damn thing on the show that I wanted to watch or see. Bad event. 
plain and simple. Biggest surprise. And there's been a lot of surprises this year. Surprises of what I liked and what I, you know, biggest surprise of the year. And I'm going to say Logan Paul. The fact this guy's had three matches is pretty damn good how hard, how serious he's taken this, how passionate he is about it. He calls it a sport and everything else. He respects it. So biggest surprise is Logan Paul's work ethic and what he's been able to do. Biggest letdown. And I'm going to say, and I thought about this, but CM Punk's run this year in AEW. From a guy that started off in 2021 the way it did in the summer and how it ended, full circle, almost a year, it's pretty damn, it's a, it's a fucking letdown. Worst match of the year. Oh, boy. There hasn't been a handful of bad matches this year. Obviously, there's probably some on an outlaw mud show. Stole that from Cornette. Goddamn. That would probably be very bad. Shauncey versus Ronda Rousey was just so bad. I had to go with it. I had to go with it. And it's just a situation where it's like, whatever, man. I, I have to say that that is it's pretty bad. It just it was bad. It was just a bad match, man. And it's not take on both ladies. It just it just did not click. Did not click. Heel of the year, MJF. <laughs> it ain't even close. MJF's the best heel in the business. And the reason why, you know, he is the best heel in the business, and that it is. Baby face of the year. Who is a guy that they people got around, that rooted for, that cheered for? Who is that baby face? And, you know, I went with the conclusion that the best baby face who is, who is great on the mic, who, can, who has people cheering for him, he's not being booed, just solid all around. And I went with Cody Rhodes. I think Cody Rhodes is the baby face of the year. He's a good promo. He gets people behind him. You believe him. He's a star. You believe Cody Rhodes. So Cody Rhodes, baby face of the year. Female of the year. Who is the best female wrestler of the year? Bianca Belair. It just ain't even close. Bianca Belair is damn good. Women's match of the year. I'm going to go Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania this past year. They stole the house. They, they, they rocked the house that night. Rookie of the year. Now, everybody thinks I'm going to go Logan Paul on this, and I'm not. I'm going to go Braun Breaker, Rick Steiner's son, the nephew of Scott Steiner. And the reason why I went with Braun is because, plain and simple, he's there on a full-time basis. Logan Paul is on full-time, part-time. Now, if Logan was full-time and worked more than three times this year, we might have a different understanding. We might have a different subject, but I went with Braun Breaker. Most charismatic. So, charismatic is... He's outlandish, but he's so good at what he does. And I went with Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins charismatically is just so good with his entrance. He's a heel, but you can take him as a baby face. And yeah, I went with uh, went with him. Most underrated. Who is underrated? Like who doesn't get the credit they deserve? And for me, I never realized how good he was in the ring. But fucking Buddy Matthews is pretty damn good. And I went with Buddy Matthews. Now, obviously, the internet community says, well, we know what good it was. In my eyes, I didn't see it. I never saw it. So, yeah, straight up. Most overrated, and I'm going to take some shit with this one, Kenny Omega. Here's why. And a lot of people are turning the show off right now, and I don't read, I don't give two shits, but this is the, this is the point I'm making. How many times 
have we seen Kenny Omega? We, you know, he's had his hype around him, and I get it. You know, he's the internet's favorite wrestler where he was, and everybody loves him. You realize every time him and the Elite come on television, they lose a proportion of their audience because people don't want to see them. They're tired of seeing this. And the fact that AEW refuses to grow their audience pisses me off a bit more because they got a really good chance to do something here, and it's falling flat. Most underutilized. Who is underutilized? And I'll tell you the truth. It's Rus- it's Miro. Rusev. How in the fuck is this guy not on television? Now, I understand Tony Khan's had his issues with booking him, but this guy had came in and had a hell of a 2020 to 2021. To, and then you have him be a baby face. He's God's favorite champion. How can you not figure out how to get this guy on TV? Yeah, he doesn't like the creative. We know the reports coming out about that. And his wife makes a comment. He might be going back to WWE. But seriously, how can you not get this guy on TV and have him do something? God. God, man, he, he is just so fucking... Rusev, Miro, in my opinion, would be the guy that I would have the world title around and I would have down the line... get. I would have him beat... Like, if let's say, for example, if, if they had a babyface champion like Moxley or Paige with the belt, I would have Miro win. If MJF wasn't there, I'd have Miro win. And I'd have him have the belt for nine to ten months. And I would have, you know, Wardlow be the guy to find a from to get Wardlow over. A guy of that size, I mean, just, he's under the list. Internet's favorite wrestler, Will Ospreay. Yeah, that ain't even close. Ospreay is the, the Internet's favorite wrestler. Internet's most hated wrestler. And this was a long list, but I'm going to go Ronda Rousey. People on the Internet hate her. Best brawler. We've got some guys that can brawl. Sheamus is good. Kevin Owens is really good. But I will stay. I will state this. The best brawler, in my opinion, I went with John Moxley. Because that's what Moxley does. Moxley can fight in a lot of ways. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of Moxley. But his his style, I get it brawling. Best high flyer. And I thought hard about this. Who's the best? And... I went with Swerve Strickland because I like Swerve off the ropes better than anybody. Swerve is so good, and I like what he does. Best technical, Brian Danielson. <laughs> Name it close. Best main event. Now, I went with what was the best main event of the year that delivered? And I'm going off. I'm going off. It Did it sell tickets? Did, was it, did it have a good buildup? Did it have the building? Did it have this? Did it have the people on the edge seat? Was it shot well? And I go back to WrestleMania this past year on, on WrestleMania Sunday with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, and I thought this is a main event. The way it was shot, the way it was built up, the way they came out with their interest, the way the entrances, the ring announcement, and the match delivered. Was it a five-star match? No, but it delivered for a main event. That, to me, was the best main event of the year. Worst main event. AEW Revolution, Adam Cole versus Hangman Page for the world title. Because the main event should have been MJF versus um, <clears throat> MJF versus CM Punk. Because that pay-per-view was sold on that MJF, uh, Adam Cole and um, Hangman Page should not have been the main event. Bad placement on the booking. In my opinion. That's just my opinion on that. So, whatever. Best champion, Roman Reigns. It ain't even close. He's the best champion in, in wrestling today. Worst champion. Who was the worst champion? Like a guy that had the title, any title, and it just did not stick. And... 
to me, Scorpio Sky's run as TNT Championship was just a dull. So I went with Scorpio Sky. The best feud, the Briscoes versus FTR. If this feud had been booked on television because Tony Khan's scared to put, you know, the Briscoes on TV because the Young Bucks don't want to be showed up by another great tag team, I said what I said. If that feud had happened, they, it would be one of the greatest feuds of the last 20 years in professional wrestling with the booking they could have because the matches were so damn good. All it needed was better storytelling. But it was still the best feud of the year. So Tony, Tony got an award with that one. Worst feud... Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Here's why. Who in the hell benefited from that feud? Someone want to tell me who benefited from it? Because Eddie Kingston sure hasn't. Because every time Jericho touches, gets involved with another wrestler, like touches him in any form or fashion, he ruins him. He's going to ruin Ricky Starks next on TV now. They're going to use Ricky Starks to get action and dread over on television if you watch AEW. Ricky Starks, a guy that you can you can make a baby face out of and could be somebody. Now you're making him going to use him as a stepping stone. Smart, Tony. Biggest douchebag moment. This is an award I came up on my own. And I'm going to go with biggest douchebag moment, and I'm going to go with Hangman Page shooting on CM Punk on live television. The go-home edition of Dynamite before Double or Nothing. Because it started with the whole Punk, Bucks, Omega, the whole thing of that. That whole issue. The whole entire issue, y'all. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Best TV show, WWE SmackDown. Top to bottom, it's always been a death show. Worst TV show. And I thought about this because, really, outside of SmackDown, there's not really a well-booked TV show week in, week out. Week out or at least a good portion of it. And good God almighty, that AEW Dark is not taken seriously because it's on YouTube. But man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Raw because Raw to me for three hours is just too much. You can't keep the pace up with the show. Raw will have glimpses of man that's good, and they'll have glimpses like damn that was really what the fuck are you thinking? Raw needs to be two hours. AEW Dynamite and Rampage they have their moments, but I cannot sit there and say three hours of, of a weekly show on Monday nights is just is not gonna work. Best promotion. I'm going to go with, you know, obviously WWE, the money and the revenue they made. They are the best promotion in the world. Worst promotion. Worst promotion. Man, you know what? I'm going to go with Ring of Honor because there hasn't been much of it. And it's not their fault. They're not on TV or nothing. But they just, they just there's no, no buzz around Ring of Honor since Tony Khan's purchased that company. There's no buzz on it. If you, if you told me in 2021 when Tony Khan brought Ring of Honor, you thought, man, there's going to be a buzz around them. There ain't a damn thing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Best group, the Bloodline. And there's been some damn good factions in wrestling. I mean, Judgment Day is really good. Um, I mean, there's just a there's a lot of damn good groups. I mean, the Blackpool Combat Club, I'm a big fan of that group. But, you know, the Bloodline is really good. The Brawling Brutes with Sheamus and that crew is really good. I mean, there's some good... But the Bloodline is just... It's just it. Worst group, the Jericho Appreciate Society. Now, I know people say, well, there's some other groups like the Firm and the Factory. Here's the thing. For a group that is pushed down your throat, what has it done? You got Jericho who is hanging on to every relevancy he has. He's actually... He's horrible. Jericho has not done anything rememberable. Everything he touches, he's ruined. Jake Hager is a waste of a talent. 
2.0, whatever. And Daniel Garcia is talented, but look, but he's not. Ever since that segment he had about, you ruined my dream with Brian Danielson talking to Jericho. What is he? He's just a, ugh. It's just that group is horrible. You cannot sit there and tell me that group is not good. This isn't like heat. Like, I want to see somebody kick their ass. I want it off television. Like, go away, heat. Like, they're a dud. At least the elite will put on a good match every once in a while. That group is horrible. Best commentator. And I'm going to say... Best commentator. He... I'm going to say Pat McAfee, man. Pat McAfee is damn good at what he does. He's really good. He's a little over the top, but, man, he's solid. Worst commentator. Excalibur. He sucks. You cannot sit there. Oh, he's a PWG legend or God. First off, you're going to call somebody a PWG legend when they have never been on television. So how are we going to call that team a legend? That that promotion is a laughable promotion. He's horrible. Excalibur is horrible. Best commentated team. And, you know, there has been a lot of good ones. To me, I always sit back and say, what would be the best commentator team? What would be a good commentator team? And I just kept going back and forth. And I finally, after watching Ring of Honor Final Battle, the best commentator team is Ian Raculio and Caprice Coleman. They are the best commentator team in professional wrestling. Those guys are awesome. Best booker, Triple H, Paul Levesque. His best book. Look what his look what he's done booking wise with the, what he's done, and he's only been on the job for basically six months. He's been incre- or four months, excuse me. He's been incredible, or six months, excuse me. Worst booker, and I'm gonna go with Tony Khan. Vince McMahon hit some home hit some he hit some home runs. He he nailed some home runs. He did. But Tony Khan, ever you know, consistently there are so many things. The placement of his cards are wrong, and then after Triple H gets momentum, he just he is his shows have gotten worse. It, I've never it's just so bad, man. And Tony Khan, he's gonna fuck this up for everyone. I'm tell you, best non wrestling show, and this is a show that centers. And what I meant by this, it's it centers around wrestling, but it's nothing in ring. And I always said, you know, back to territories is really good. And there's been some measures, but I went with the Broken Skull Sessions, the Stone Cold Show, because I just feel like it is a really good show. Every one of the episodes are really good, and I, I went with that. Best docrim that best documentary. And there's been a lot of good documentaries. And the Ric Flair when I watched on Peacock, I haven't finished it, but it probably would be in this conversation. But there are a lot of good doc- there's a lot of good documentaries that came out. And, you know, there's there's a lot of them, man. There's a lot of good documentaries to a point where I was like, man, there's some, you know, it's hard to think. And I'm sitting here brainstorming because I, I would have thought that, that, you know, that what would have been good. And I went with the WWE uh, Legends episode, and I went with the one on The Undertaker. To me, I just thought it was a good documentary. That I just thought it was a damn good documentary from the standpoint we got a good show. And it was a good show, seriously. To uh, it was just it was a good show to start on to watch with Taker. I went with Taker on that one, the Taker documentary. Best podcast. What is the best pro- podcast in pro wrestling? Not mine, obviously, <laughs> but I went with 
I went with grilling, uh, grilling with Jr. Hosted by co-hosted by Tom, Conrad Thompson. I just think it's a good podcast, and I think it's the best co- podcast in the world. Jr. tells he was Vince's right hand man for over twenty, almost twenty years. You know the, the stories he can tell. I mean, Jr. is really good. What the fuck moment? Good and bad. The last two awards. So, what's the good? Like this is what? Like oh my god, this is just shocking. Like I didn't expect this. The what the fuck good moment is fucking Logan Paul's three matches. I didn't expect him to be this damn good for what he is. No, I'll take that back. Sami Zayn made me a fan of him this year. I'm going to give Sami Zayn his flowers, man. Sami Zayn made me a fan. Sami Zayn, his in-ring work and everything. Sami has been damn good. I'll give Sami his flowers. And bad... The AEW Median Scrum after All Out. Because it's single-handedly... That Median Scrum single-handedly probably killed any chance of Tony Khan getting a serious notion. It's just It just sucks, man, because I expected so much more, and look what happened. So overall, guys, if you listen to this award show, this is going to be a yearly thing, and it will be dropping every year on January 1st. And I just want to let you guys know, if you want to check this out, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the feedback. But this is a regular thing. I love professional wrestling, and obviously it will. And tune in for this episode because there will be two episodes prior to this one dropping. And just like always, y'all, I don't bullshit. I just tell it like it is straight up.